Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science... What am I? A science teacher with biology specialism. Oh yeah, a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and my little sister... Sarah Matthews. Biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out. Use us as your audio biology bible or... What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Dip in and out. Listen to your episodes Ah, on your week. Listen to... Yes, that was it. Dip in and out. Listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. We are all week as well. Mm -hmm. More episodes than ever. Today's Thursday. (laughs) It is Thursday. It is. And it's day four of our immunity week. And we are moving on today looking at uh, HIV and antibiotics. Mm -hmm. So, so far, just to recap the week, we have done our non-specific defences and we've looked at all the key words, the pathogen, antigen, all those different things. We know our key words. We've looked at the non-specifics, so the, the barriers. We've looked at the phagocytosis process. We then moved on to look at the specific ones, didn't we? So the humoral and the cell-mediated responses, which is the really the meat of the immune, immune mm-hmm. system. Yesterday, we looked at vaccinations, and it was quite a long episode, really. But yeah, that is our week so far. So today, the structure of, I was going to say ATP then, <laughs> structure of H- HIV and how it replicates using T helper cells. Sad. What happens then? They get killed. Oh, which ultimately leads to AIDS. Okay. And then we're also going to look separately then at the action of antibiotics and why they are not effective against viruses. Oh, this is interesting. So HIV, what do we know about it, Sarah? Freddie Mercury died of it. He died of AIDS. He didn't die of HIV. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, HIV, you can test positive and negative for it. <laughs> like most diseases. Um, you get it uh, from spit. <laughs> Not so much. It is an STD. Yeah, so it's it's transferable via bodily fluids, but mainly blood and then obviously via sex. So bodily fluids exchanged while having sex. So Not necessarily saliva, though. Oh, I'm sure years ago, somebody, when I was at university, somebody said you would literally have to drink litres of somebody's saliva to actually catch HIV mm-hmm. because it, the viral load in the saliva is just not not very high oh right okay yeah whereas it's very high in the blood and and Mm -hmm. the bodily fluids okay Um, it is viewed like people like are very scared of it yeah so we talked a little bit about this yesterday in the in the vaccination episode and we talked a little bit about that stigma of Mm. hiv and aids and well i think people are scared of it because it it, in the majority of cases you're gonna die eventually aren't you Mm. you can have i think you can catch it you can have it and then not no, for like ten years. Yeah, so you 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 can you can have a, a period of time where it lies dormant mm. and you don't really have a lot of if symptoms. If you have HIV, does that mean you're always going to have AIDS? Yeah, eventually, yeah. I mean, if, if they can catch you early enough, there'll be a chance that maybe you won't develop AIDS, but that's not very likely. And oh. when I say catch it early enough, I mean 
something that can be done like say a medical professional accidentally gets like stuck with a needle that was used by somebody with HIV then there's a there's a possibility of the virus transferring then isn't there from one person to another if that person was to get some kind of medical treatment as quickly as possible some kind of antiviral drugs that sort of thing that it, there's a possibility that maybe they won't develop AIDS but there are lots and lots of treatments now that can give people quite long lives before it gets to the point where their body... Mm-hmm. What's that movie where uh, Tom Hanks had AIDS? Philadelphia. Yeah, I watched that a long time ago. Yeah, never seen it. That's quite good. So, should we look at the structure first, mm-hmm. yeah, of, of HIV? So, we talked about the structure of viruses recently this week, didn't we? And then again, we, we talk about it in our second episode. So, again, if you wanted to recap, just listen to those episodes. But HIV has that sort of typical shape that you would expect from a virus. Okay. Yes, it looks like corona. Yeah, so human immunodeficiency virus, that's what it stands for, oh, okay. for HIV. Okay. It has a, a sort of typical thing. You've got the capsid, the protein coat there. It's an RNA virus, so that's RNA inside. And it has some very specific enzymes in it, okay, called reverse transcriptase. We've talked about that before. Yeah, so we call it a retrovirus because of its <laughs> action, yeah. <laughs> disco virus we call it that because it's got that enzyme and it the work that it does to be copied is specific so we call it a retro and we're going to talk about what that is later Mm. so it has the rna inside the protein coat or the capsid and the enzymes and then we've got like a lipid envelope around the outside with the attachment proteins and that's quite typical virus structure really just the the extra lipid envelope which is specific to our virus here we will talk about that bit a bit more later. So you've got that spherical structure and you recognise that as being a typical viral yeah. structure anyway. Okay. Remember, it's a virus, so it can't replicate by itself. It has to go into your cells. It has to go into one of our cells, a host cell, to replicate. Now, unfortunately, with HIV, the receptor that it uses to gain entry or to, to put its genetic material into the cell is a receptor that is mainly found on T helper cells. So it's the key link in the immune system from phagocyte to the rest of the immune response. So for a virus to specifically infect T helper cells and kill T helper cells so that the number of the T helper cells in your body reduces dramatically that means over that you time. Can get other illnesses yeah. like Freddie Mercury died of pneumonia, so he got poorly from other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, obviously we'll talk in more detail about that now. But you get it, don't you? Like, yeah. for your T helper cells to be gone effectively from your body over time, mm-hmm. you've had it, haven't you? You haven't yeah. got any way of fighting anything off, and it's not—it's horrible. So you don't have an immune system, really. Exactly. Let's talk about the replication process a little bit of what HIV does, so that you know the steps, because we kind of talked about that. A little bit at the beginning of the year, didn't we? It Mm. was our first episode talking about replication of viruses and prokaryotic cells. But we had to be a bit vague, whereas this is specific to what a retrovirus does or what HIV does. Mm. Okay, so once it gets into the body, so obviously we talked about the transfer via blood transfer or sexual contact. If you've contracted it in, in those ways, it'll be circulating in your blood. And the attachment proteins on the HIV, so these little attachment proteins sticking out here, they have to then have a complementary receptor, don't they, on a host cell. The receptor that it's looking for is CD4. And as I've already said, that is most commonly found on T helper cells. It's found on other cells, but most commonly T helper cells. Okay. Once it's attached to your T helper cell, it will put its RNA 
into it. So remember, the main body of the virus stays yeah. outside. It just injects its genetic material, which in this case is RNA. The reverse transcriptase also goes in because our cells don't contain that. And it's important that it has that. Now, the first thing that is going to happen is the viral RNA is going to be converted or transcribed, reverse transcribed, into a complementary strand of DNA. Just quickly, just to make sure we understand what that means. Say I had an RNA sequence strand of bases that was CGAAUG. If I was to make a DNA strand of that sequence, what would the bases be? So we start off with C. What would the complementary base be? G. G. Well done. Did you just do at the golf course? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Good girl. So C would be, the complementary would be G. Okay. The next one along is G. C. Okay. A. T. A. T. U. A. Yes. <laughs> and then G. C. Well done. All you're doing is just using the complementary mm. base for the RNA that would be present in the DNA strand. Yeah. So what will now happen is that DNA that has been made is going to be taken to the nucleus and it is going to be inserted into the host's DNA. So it's going to be inserted it's right into the host. It's going to become a part of your cell's DNA mm. in that cell. See, this is why a lot of people are concerned about the RNA vaccine, the mRNA vaccine that you, you can have for coronavirus because they've got it into their head that it's going to like mutate your your DNA. It's going to go in your DNA. It isn't. Mm. It doesn't do that. But this this particular virus does. Like a, 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 a vaccine for HIV. Well, again, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, didn't we? They are trying to develop one for HIV, but there are so many ethical issues surrounding it that we oh, discussed yesterday. Okay. Do you so, remember? There, so if there wasn't that ethical problem, would they be able to do it? Yeah, I mean, they should be able to do it. They should be able to do it. Like, technically, yes, they should. Yeah. Okay. I think anything's possible Yeah. with enough time. that's one of the things they say, oh, there's no cure. You do. If you've got it, you've got it, that's it. Like. Yeah, so who's going to volunteer for a vaccine programme for HIV? Yeah. And the people developing the vaccine, we talked about the ethics surrounding that. What are you going to do about the patients that screen for HIV positive because the vaccine you gave them didn't work? And that's the ethics, really, surrounding that. Because you've got to check the vaccine works. You've got to check the e efficacy of it. Does it work? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't and you expose somebody to HIV and they, they screen positive for it because of the virus yeah. got into their body and actually infected them because the the vaccine didn't but then you know you said like a vaccine is like a weakened antigen blah, blah, blah. why don't they just get a weakened antigen put it in someone's body well that's what they're trying to do they're trying to find a way around it but like i say hiv virus is a very very different virus to others like this mechanism here of incorporating its into genetic material into your dna yeah and then a little bit we could talk a little bit more about that uh, other things mm. it does as well just very nasty and the fact that it's good in for your immune system as well is mm. a horror. A horror story, isn't it, really, mm -hmm. for anyone? If we continue just talking about this, you'll have another little bit of an idea about why it's nasty. Mm -hmm. So nasty. I think I know how to fight it. Go on. Passively. Loads and loads of anti antibodies against it into the body, quickly. Again, I will talk to you about why that <laughs> wouldn't work in a minute. <laughs> I love your ideas. I love your ideas. Uh, hi, is this science? <laughs> <laughs> is this the doctors? <laughs> hi, we're <was> medical. 
<laughs> I've been learning a little bit of biology from my sister. Scott's fantastic. And I've cracked it. <laughs> I've solved science. I've solved science. <laughs> well, let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Although, obviously, that is a therapy that can be used for a lot of viruses because mm. it's, it, like you say, passive uh, immunity. Well learned, by the way. But no, it doesn't work for this. And I will, I will tell you why okay. later. Where did we get to? Oh, so we've now got an extra bit of DNA in the host cell's DNA. And it's only that one cell. It's only the infected cells. So it's not the end of the world. And that cell's going to die. So it's not like suddenly every cell in your body's yeah. going to have this viral DNA mm. in it. Obviously, now that you've got that DNA in your chromosome, you're going to be then using that DNA to make things, aren't you? To make proteins. And so that your cell starts using that, starts using its own mechanisms ribosomes, enzymes, all those things to start making all the viral proteins. The normal process that takes place, so you're going to start making the proteins at the ribosome and then it's going to be modified at the Golgi and all those things and packaged together. So you'll start making all the protein coats and all the attachment proteins and you'll copy it into RNA so that the RNA can go into the into the virus and be packaged and you're going to start making these new viruses in your T helper cells that are infected. And then they're going to bud out. So you've got like a little process here where it just buds out. Makes more. And off it goes. As it leaves the T helper cell, it takes a little bit of the cell membrane with it. The bit of cell membrane that it gets surrounded by as it buds off becomes its lipid envelope. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got your antigens sticking out, your attachment proteins sticking out. But you've also got a piece of the cell, the actual host cells, cell membrane surrounding the, the, the virus goods if that makes sense. So it could technically be hiding inside something that looks like your cell. Imagine your cell membranes surrounding a virus. How would you know if anything was there? You'd but think wouldn't it, would... it have that stuff so sticking the, out? And then that's why your body will make antibodies against it in those first few weeks of the infection because you've still got your antigen sticking out, those attachment proteins sticking out. What, eventually but, do they not stick out no more? Well, eventually there aren't any cells that can deal with it. So it doesn't oh, matter. because the T helper cells are all dead. Yeah. What can also happen is, do you remember we talked about how in cells infected with viruses can sometimes become antigen presenting as well, and they can then be killed as well by cytotoxic. They sacrifice themselves, don't they? So they can then be killed. But again, you're killing T helper cells, which are massively important in your body, uh-huh. aren't they? Drastically reducing the number of T helper cells over time. Okay, really not good. How long so, does that take? we'll go through the stages in a minute yeah so what is the knock-on effect then of that loss of t helper cells which was kind of alluded to you have a very low immune system very you can get very poorly with other things yes so more specifically a loss of t helper cells will have no activation or less activation of cytotoxic t cells and b cells which make the plasma which make the plasma cells. cells exactly okay even though your body will spend time at the beginning of the infection making antibodies, which is good, over time that's going to diminish and diminish. Your ability to do that is going to diminish and diminish. And you are going to become susceptible to everything else that can affect you. So you could fight off the HIV virus. You have got antibodies. You can kill it in those first few mm-hmm. weeks, months, years. But it's what's happening to your immune system over time. And the fact that you are then susceptible to every single pathogen comes near your body. Mm. So you'll have no activation of those cells, those really important immune cells. 
and even your memory cells that you have for existing pathogens could get infected and destroyed. Any immunity you've built up previously will also get destroyed mm -hmm. and that's devastating for the body. Can you die specifically from a HIV virus? No, because I... So if you had it and then you made sure that you were protected against any other disease that existed, you wouldn't die? I don't think so. I think your body would fight it off. So how come you said the passive doesn't work? Because of that fact that it's surrounded by your cell membrane. So it wouldn't fight it? It's more difficult. I don't know enough about it. Okay. Let's just talk about the stages of, of a HIV infection so that we can kind of put together what happens to somebody when they're infected and then as they develop AIDS over time. Okay. okay? Stage one, acute HIV sy syndrome. All right, so we're talking maybe three or four months following infection. You should have HIV antibodies in your blood, so you would test positive if you had a HIV test. Only after four months? After Possibly after three weeks onwards you could test positive, right? You will experience sort of flu-like symptoms in those first three months, all right? So you'd have like typical things like you'd have a temperature. They have, some people get night sweats. You can have um, like swollen glands. You'd have sort of simple things like shivers and headaches, you know, all those sorts of things that you would expect were just feeling generally a bit poorly and a bit run down. During this time, you're you're losing your T helper cells. So that process is beginning now where your T helper cells are being lost over time. So that process is going to happen. Because you're losing your T helper cells, eventually HIV virus is going to stop replicating. So it's going to slow, well, not stop, but slow down. The less T helper cells you have, the less chance the HIV virus has got a cell that it can use to replicate because it needs that specific okay. receptor, that CD4 receptor. So how does it then continue to survive in your body? There are still some, and after a while it doesn't matter because it's you're not going to die of HIV, you're going to die of whatever you catch because you've got no immune system. So the rate of the replication is going to slow down and, and reduce, but it's not going to stop completely. You're still going to have some T helper cells there. Okay? The chronic phase, stage two, the chronic phase, there's going to be a period of, say, 10 years, 10, 15, 20 years, where you're not going to have any symptoms at all, okay? N none of the ones that you had initially anyway, mm. all right? But as those years go on, you'll feel fairly fit and healthy. If you are fit and healthy, the longer this will be. The better the health you have when you contract HIV, the longer you will live in the long run. Remember, you're going to be losing your your T helper cells as we go along through lots of different ways. So it could be that the cytotoxic heats, T cells are killing it because it's infected, or it could be that the virus is killing it as it leaves. Gradually, as those years go on, you're going to start to be susceptible to things that you wouldn't normally catch. You know, like we talked about how things like pneumonia, you might catch TB and it might affect you, you know, those sorts of things, sort of simple things. You might get really bad chest infections. You might start getting some, some skin irritations and things like that you know those sorts of easily caught things that you're going to find very difficult to fight off so stage three so the disease stage you're going to have quite quite a high viral load but you're going to be at a point now where your t helper cell level is particularly low where you would normally have in a healthy person 1200 800 millimeter cubed per millimeter cubed of blood those cells that's loads 
you can get to a point where you've got, say, between 200 and 500 cells mm. per millimetre cube. It still seems like a lot. <laughs> but not enough, yeah. This would be the point now where you're going to be diagnosed with AIDS. So that's what AIDS is? Yeah, so to, to be diagnosed with AIDS, you would have to be displaying AIDS-related symptoms or have a, a T-cell level count that is that low, sort mm. of between 200 and 500, which is different to being diagnosed with HIV. That would be a test where you would be tested for the presence yeah. of HIV antibodies because the only reason you would make the antibodies is if you had been infected with that pathogen. So it must be present in your body. So AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, you have no immune system, basically, yeah? So you're going to start to display now these AIDS-related symptoms, okay? So you're going to have massive weight loss, night sweats, some lots of fungal infections, possibly. So you'll have like a continuing thrush that you just can't get rid of and skin infections and things like that, diarrhoea. The more advanced that gets, the more sort of anything, diseases that you wouldn't even know of because your body fights off those pathogens so easily would start to be affecting AIDS patients. Like we said with Freddie Mercury, pneumonia, Mm. you would start to see things like meningitis, TB, that sort of thing. It's quite common. Skin cancers would just be rife. In fact, tumours generally. Lots of patients can actually display what we call carposy sarcomas which are just almost like black patches on the skin. It's cancer. And then I think quite a lot of people, if they reach the point where, if they've held on so long, that then what can happen is the virus starts to invade. It passes the brain-blood barrier and it starts to affect the brain. So you're going to get sort of like dementia and different things like that. So eventually one of those things is going to kill you. It's going to kill you. And depending on how healthy you were to start with will depend on how long it takes to get to that stage and and what you become exposed to and what you, you know, what you mm. catch while you're so immune compromised will take your life eventually. So it's horrible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Awful. But that is is kind of the, the idea there. So the, the, the key sort of takeaway there is that with AIDS you'll be diagnosed at that stage with that syndrome for those two reasons. You're displaying the sorts of symptoms that you're HIV positive. You're starting to display the symptoms of advanced AIDS patients would. So pneumonia, TB, massive fungal infections, cancers developing, those sorts of things would be identifiable and that your T helper cell level is massively lower. Mm. Right, just to finish off, um, antibiotics. You know what antibiotics are? They is a medicine, yeah, and it goes in your body, yeah, and it helps to make you better. Yes, so it is a medicine. Well done, but they it's only used to treat bacterial infections. Yes, so antibiotics will only ever be given to you by a doctor if they think you have something wrong with you that is based around a bacterial, mm. a bacterial infection or a bacteria as as its pathogen. Okay, not viral infections. So no doctor should ever give you any antibiotics if you have a cold or a flu or anything like that or anything viral, because it's not going to work. I have a question. Gonna, yes. If you have memory cells like that, or was your member? Yeah. How come when I was little I got tonsillitis six times? I don't know. <laughs> how come you have to get like your tonsils removed? I don't know. As with most, as with some diseases, your memory cells don't last forever. Yeah, that's true. And you but know, it can get I to a quite a low times, point. But I had it that many times, right, and then never had it again. In fact, I don't ever really get that poorly. 
Anyway, antibiotics. Antibiotics. Bacteria. Only bacteria, not viruses. Okay, so... Is tonsillitis a bacteria? I think it is, because I got antibiotics for that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember we talked about how cell walls are really important for strength? The rigidness. R- rigidness. Rigidity. Yeah. yeah. And how... We haven't got those. Bacteria have yeah. cell walls, but it's not made of the same stuff. Mm. So plant cell walls made of cellulose. Bacterial cell walls made of murine. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay. Maureen. Maureen. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And we also talked about in our episode on osmosis about how if a plant cell takes on water, it won't burst. The cell wall will stop it from doing yeah. that and take the pressure sort mm-hmm. of thing. And it won't shrink up because, again, it will keep its shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If a bacterial cell doesn't have its murine in place properly, making its nice cell wall, then the cell will die. Is that what okay? antibiotics does? And that's what antibiotics do. Antibiotics stop the enzymes from working that makes the bacteria cell make murine, mm-hmm. okay, to make its cell wall nice and thick and lovely, full of strength and structure and that sort of thing. So any bacteria cell that's been affected by antibiotics will have a weaker cell wall. When it takes on water, it won't withstand the pressure and it will burst and it will die. The antibiotics just sort of helps. It isn't... Your body's still going to have an immune response, right? Yeah. And to fight it off. Yeah. It's just helping get rid of some of them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So antibiotics basically affect enzymes and they also affect ribosomes in bacteria cells. So it can be made specifically to affect the enzymes that bacteria use, the, like the named enzyme that it uses, and ribosomes. Uh, but obviously viruses, they're not really cells. They don't have their own enzymes and ribosomes. They have to use host cells mechanisms, don't they, to replicate. There isn't anything for an antibiotic to get to. There's no enzymes. Mm. There's no there's no ribosomes. And the few viruses that do use enzymes, so we talked about HIV today, and it has reverse transcriptase, you can get antiviral drugs that can be made to try and fight that or like affect those enzymes. But the majority of viruses don't have things like that. So there's nothing you can get to. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you remember, viruses are spend the majority of their time inside host cells. So you can't get to them. That's why antibiotics are only effective against bacteria and not against viruses. Because viruses don't have their own enzymes and ribosomes that the antibiotics can affect. Yeah. And that is it. Okay. So, should we do some questions? Yes. Yeah. So, um, question one. The destruction of T-cells by HIV leads to the death of an infected person. Explain how. Two marks. So over the course of a lifetime, the HIV virus, it will kill lots and lots of your T-helper cells. Yep. And because of this, you will have a very low immune system and your body won't be able to fight things off. And you also will lose your other T-cells and your other cells as well, the other ones. Your B-cells. Your B-cells. You lose those as well? They, you wouldn't you wouldn't lose them, they just wouldn't be activated, so they wouldn't know. So the T-helper cell doesn't activate the D-cells? The B-cells. The B-cells. So they never make antibodies. <laughs> and then your body eventually will forget that it's immune to stuff, and then you will get things like meningitis. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. So this was the mark scheme here, okay? So there's not enough or no T-helper cells to activate B cells mm-hmm. that lead to antibody production. So the person is unable to fight off or is more prone to infections or cancer. I think I answered that well. I think you did. Well done. Question two. 
A HIV test only detects the presence of HIV antibodies. Give two reasons why it cannot be used to find out if a person has AIDS. Two marks. You, uh, you are considered to have AIDS when your T helper cells are very, very low in the blood, and that's not HIV. That would be one mark. Good. They're not the same thing. HIV is not AIDS. <laughs> yeah, but you would also be displaying lots of other other symptoms. Other so symptoms. you would have, um, you could get cancer, and you can get other poorly things, and <laughs> fungal infections, yes. and cancers. Well done. Excellent. Perfect. So you would need to look out for AIDS-related symptoms, and you've just listed off five, mm-hmm. and you'd also be looking for that low number of Tb cells. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well done. Right, this one a little bit more complicated because we've got to talk about the replication. Okay. okay? Four marks. Question three. Describe how HIV is replicated after it has entered a human cell. So it does the thing with the DNA chromosomes. Right. So what's so... what's the enzyme called? Can't remember. So reverse. Oh yeah, reverse transcriptase. Right. What does it do? And it makes the complementary thing to the other DNA. Right. So it. So remember, HIV is a RNA virus. Yeah. So you're going to have RNA, which is then made into DNA. Yeah. So the complementary strand of DNA, like you just said. Okay. What happens to the DNA? It's in just in the cell. It goes into, into your chromosomes. Yeah. So it gets inserted into the host host chromosomes. Well done. What happens now? What will the body do with that DNA now? It will make other things, proteins and other stuff like that. It will make all the viral proteins and all the viral RNA and all that sort of thing. And then it will assemble it at the ribosomes, make all the proteins and all the things it needs at the ribosomes. And then it will assemble it. And then it will go. And then it will bud out the membrane. Yeah, and it will take some urine membrane with it. Yeah, so with just a few little pointers like what happens now what happens this uh-huh. you got there uh-huh. excellent and that was only four marks and there was loads of chances of getting those marks so we just quickly recap them one more yeah. time so one mark for mentioning reverse transcriptase one mark for saying that it's used to convert the rna or to first transcribe the rna into the dna the dna then joins the host's dna chromosome the dna is used to make the hiv's rna also it's capsid it's proteins it's enzymes that they are made at the ribosomes because that's where protein synthesis is made, remember? Assembly of the new virus particles, and then the budding off from the membrane. So loads and loads of chances of getting four marks, and you definitely would have done that. Excellent. Right, so reminder again, the wider reading, I'm just going to say what it is. Mm -hmm. It is The Beautiful Cure by Daniel M. Davies. Give it a read. Roundup? Roundup. Okay, so. HIV, or Human Immunodeficiency Virus, is a retrovirus that, following infection, uses T helper cells as the host cell. The attachment protein attaches to the CD4 receptor on the cell surface membrane of the host's T helper cell. The RNA enters the cell and the enzyme reverse transcriptase makes a complementary DNA strand from the viral RNA. This will then be taken to the nucleus and inserted into the human DNA. The DNA will then be transcribed and translated using the host's cell enzymes and ribosomes to make the viral RNA and proteins and enzymes. The new viruses are then assembled and they bud out of the cell membrane. The T helper cell will be killed as the virus leaves. Over time, this will significantly reduce the number of T helper cells in the body, which will mean phagocytes, cytotoxic T cells and B cells will not be activated to respond to pathogens and antibodies will not be made. This means the person would develop AIDS, Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, 
meaning that they will be showing symptoms of a failing immune system or their T helper cell count drops below a certain level. Initial symptoms would be minor infections in places such as your nose, ears or genitals or recurring respiratory infections. More serious infections develop as the immune system fails more, such as diarrhoea, TB and tumours. In the later stages, AIDS patients will suffer from very serious parasite or fungal infections. Antibiotics are used to treat bacterial infections by preventing the enzymes from working that make the murine in the cell wall. This leaves the bacteria cells with much weaker and unstable cell walls and they are unable to withstand the pressure caused by movement of water in and out of the cell and they die. Antibiotics cannot treat viral infections as viruses do not have enzymes or ribosomes for the antibiotics to affect and they effectively hide inside host cells. Okay, so mm -hmm. takeaways? Oh, so HIV goes into your body and then it attacks your T helper cells. Yep, so that's one. And kills them. Good. Because of that, you, over a long time, you have a low immune system, then you get AIDS. Yep. And then eventually you die. From? Other poorlies. Yeah. <laughs> Other poorlies. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you express yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so um, just a quick sort of clarity there. Mm -hmm. So HIV infects T helper cells. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by replicating inside them yes and killing them and then they're also killed by cytotoxic t cells because they're infected because of that no antibodies no immune mm -hmm. system aids and you get other poorlies yeah yeah so you can get things like tb tb meningitis mm -hmm. cancer yeah well done good If you wanted to contact us, you can go to teachmescience.co.uk. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. If you've got Twitter, that is at teachmebiocast. And on Instagram, we are teachmebiologycast. Yeah, so let us know if you're listening, mm -hmm. if you're using our podcast to help and support your revision in any way. Let us know. Mm -hmm. One time I looked up uh, on Wikipedia what AIDS was, so I'm trying to understand it. And I had no idea I couldn't understand it. But now I understand it. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia it can be very, very difficult to understand. The language is mm -hmm. like much more difficult than even probably degree level biology mm. sometimes. Oh, was that the bell? Yeah, yeah, that was the bell. Yeah. Sick. I've actually got to leave early. I've got a note from oh, my mum. There you go. I've got a doctor's appointment. Oh no, yeah. still feeling ill. A bit of a sore throat oh, and um, swallowed tonsils. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it's tonsillitis. <laughs> so you should be able to get some antibiotics for that then. Yeah, it's bacterial you'll be fine. infection. Oh, you'd be so, feeling yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. But although when I had, I just like, <laughs> <laughs> settle in. Here we go. <laughs> when I had tonsillitis as a child, I may have already mentioned it, had it a number of times. By the way, I never got my tonsils taken out. I've still got them. But they say every single time you get tonsillitis, your tonsils swell up and they stay swollen. <laughs> <laughs> What, so they swell up a little bit. Minor. They swell up a little bit more every time. Yeah, yeah. And eventually oh they get so big they cut off your even. <laughs> Who told? <laughs> That's not true. Who I told know. you about the the swelling? Mom. Mom. <laughs> she told me that when they get swollen, right, they <sighs> Who stay swollen. Who and told her about the swell? Every single time you get it, they get more swollen. <laughs> Who told her that? I don't know. I don't mean to disrespect our mother. She's not Why a medical. She's not a medical out, professional. Why do they get them taken out? So that you stop getting poorly. Oh, okay. Anyway, I had tonsillitis six times, and every 
single time I had tonsillitis, the doctor would give me this horrible, horrible yellow medicine, okay? Yeah. No, it was orange medicine. It was the most vilest medicine I've ever had in my life. And I had to have it every single time. It was in like this horrible glass bottle. Yeah. Right. And... Not cowpaw, I then. couldn't even swallow it. Uh. It was... I used to have to, like, hold my nose. I was being sick in the sink when I had to try and swallow it. It was the... Gra- and I had this six times, and six times I had to have this medicine. Oh, no. It was horrible and vile. And then certain smells now set me off. Certain orangey smells set me off, and I can just remember this awful... It's like, <laughs> oh God, um, I wonder if that's the same medicine that I had to try and give Lucy when she was like little. And I literally, so right? Gross. She, I, you know what she was like trying to give a cowboy was like mm. a nightmare. And then I, I put this spoon of medicine to her mouth, and she like took it straight away, swallowed it, and then immediately vomited. It, it's gross. Everything up. I'm telling up. you, there was someone in the world right now having to try and swallow that. <laughs> it's great. And then I remember getting other poorlies, right? And the doctor would give me this banana flavoured medicine. That was so nice. The banana one is so nice. Yeah. Ask for the banana one. Oh, don't ask for the orange one. <laughs> but the banana one probably doesn't work on on, on that. On your tonsillitis like, bacteria. Give me the banana one. I don't care. I'll have the banana one. <laughs> nah, and sometimes, because obviously I work in school or work in the first aid room, sometimes kids have this pink one and there's yeah. bits floating in it. And that is that looks worse. But I'd rather have that than the orange one. I've never ever had it. I don't think. I remember the banana one. I don't remember an orange the one. The orange one is gross. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd rather be poorly. Things that dis- distinct things that I remember from being poorly when I was younger are things like mom making you have diorolite. Never had that. Disgusting. And also when I was being sick and Nan was looking after me, bless her. Every time I threw up in the toilet, she poured bleach down the toilet, and the smell of bleach makes me feel sick. <laughs> So we had this beach vicious circle. Of... So you were like, Bleh! and then she was bleaching, and then you were going, Bleh! oh god, <laughs> that's horrid, horrid. Wasn't good. So now when you smell bleach, do you still feel sick? I'm I'm over it now. I don't mind. I don't oh, okay. mind it now. I'm gonna Google orange tonsillitis medicine, <laughs> and you can put it on the socials. <laughs> um, I have been Sarah Matthews, and I'm Ria Corbett. And this has been Teach Me Biology, and we will see you next time. Tomorrow, for our last week, yes. the episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.